Hello, everyone. How are ya? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Um, welcome to today's pod. I would love to update you on the couch fiasco. We did find a couch, and let me just say, it is 10 million times better than the first one that we were trying so darn hard to get. <laughs> so let that be a lesson to all of us that patience pays off. So yeah, we have a very comfy couch. Our living room is just like so cozy. I never want to leave. I also will say we did put up a tiny little Christmas tree. I don't care if I have haters. It's whatever gets you through the colder seasons. You got to do what you got to do. So we put up a Christmas tree. It's very nice and warm and just so snuggly in the living room now. I've been spending a lot of time in there. Also, it is so beautiful outside. Like, fall here. I haven't been in Washington for fall in so long and I really forgot how beautiful it is and I'm I'm already kind of grieving the leaves because I know in probably a week or two it's gonna probably be a little bit ugly. All the leaves are gonna just fall and the trees are gonna be bare. Anyway so I'm really trying to soak it in and enjoy it while I have the beautifully colored orange and red and yellow leaves and all of that. I've been going on a lot of walks, except for it's been like really smoky here in the afternoon. So I've been trying to go and take beans on a walk like in the morning. Um, beans, on the other hand, did break his dew claw. If you don't know what that is, it's like a little bonus nail that some dogs have. It's kind of like a little thumb on the side of their paw. And it's funny because the night before he broke it, I noticed that he had it. Like, I felt it there before. I thought it was normal. And then that night before, I was kind of feeling it. And I was like, this is a really weird, long, skinny, loose nail. And in such a weird place. And then he didn't have it on the other, um, like, arm, paw, leg. I don't know. Whatever dogs have. And, um, yeah. So then he just happened the next day. I don't know really when it happened. We went on a walk and then came back. And he must have caught it on something. And it was like sticking straight out of his leg. It was so nasty. Um, so I'll spare you the details. But I was freaking out because I know that when a dog breaks their nail, like if the quick is exposed, it can get infected and really hurt them and whatever. So anyways, I was freaking out, calling all around. Can't get a dog into a vet anywhere around here. They're just so short-staffed. So it was a nightmare. But I reached out to some people who have experienced that and, you know, kind of know how to help it heal and stuff. So I had to wrap it. Well, it, eventually the nail fell off, thankfully, so I could wrap it and then put a sock over it and bandage it up and all of that stuff. So he did not, he still doesn't like me. He's very angry with me. He was doing everything in his power to get the sock off. So I have had a very rough few last days. Like I've just been really frustrated and worried and stressed and all stuff. I ended up getting him appointment, so I'm going to take him later this week. But Beans and I are not on good terms these days. He is very mad at me. Today, I thought I would walk you through kind of a seasonal thing, some lists of the things that are in for me right now and the things that are out. So these lists really... There is no method to the madness. I sat down and I made a list of the things that have been really working for me in this fall season of 2022 and the things that I have decided to let go because they do not need my energy anymore. Again, it's a completely random list. And you know what? If you disagree, that's totally okay. Take what works for you. Leave what 
what doesn't. Um, if this gives you permission to add something into your life or to take it away, amazing. But it's all just for fun, okay? Okay. Well, I figured we'd start with a very simple one, something that has been in for me a lot lately, um, and that is whole milk <laughs> and and coffee creamer. So I think I've touched on this in some of my other podcasts, but just like this whole like healthy gut culture thing that's going on right now, like particularly on social media, and we've just totally written off normal milk. And don't get me wrong, I am included in people that are lactose intolerant. But I think that, you know what, a splash of half and half of my coffee every morning, it's not going to kill me. If I'm not drinking a cup of milk, I'm chilling. Like, I'm fine. So I understand that lactose intolerance is a very real thing. I get it. I have a nut allergy. I have to stay away from things too. Although that is, I will say, a little more severe. But... I, I'm just, I never was an oat milk girl, obviously can't have almond milk, that would kill me. So I never really got into the alternative milk thing. I, I tried to like oat milk because I felt like I had to. It was healthier for me, but I just didn't like it. And then I, I would just end up making the coffee that I did like anyways. So I have really tried to scale back my coffee. I, I try to make a lot of it at home because I think in Phoenix particularly, I was going and getting a coffee all the time and you know how it's just like you could make the exact same drink exact same ingredients even have a plastic cup at home and put it in and it just doesn't taste the same as a Starbucks so anyways I've tried to really spice up my coffee drinking life at home you know I use a Bialetti sometimes I have an espresso which I really like I have all the fixins for whatever I want to make that day so I have saved a lot of money I will tell you but that's all to say, whole milk is in. Regular milk is in. I'm sorry if it hurts your stomach, but for me personally, I'm going to I'm going to put a splash of coffee mate in my coffee. And it's good. It's it's so good. I never was a coffee mate girl until a couple months ago and I was like, this is good. I'm not putting sugary stuff in it, but just a splash of the original coffee mate in a in a Pike Place roast Nespresso. Mm. It just does it for me. And I've been trying to sit and drink my coffee and just think about the flavors and like how much I'm enjoying it sitting there and it's working for me. So whole milk and creamer that is in this fall. Something that is out, tight jeans. And I don't even mean like skinny jeans. I just mean jeans that are uncomfortable. And and to be honest, that is every pair of jeans that I have ever owned. I like the way that like Levi's look, but there there's no stretch to them. And I feel like I've just been killing myself trying to look good in these jeans. Like I just feel like they look good so it doesn't matter if they cut my stomach in half when I sit down. And I just I can't do it anymore. Beauty is pain, I understand that, but I'm I'm over it. I have a pair of Everlane jeans and those are super comfy. They're still pretty stiff, but those have kind of changed the game for me. Those and Madewell because those they just have so much stretch and they really like fit you the way they should and they don't hurt when you sit down in the car to drive somewhere. That is just the worst thing to me. I don't know. 
I don't know if guys have this problem because they don't really wear high-waisted jeans a lot, (laughs) but that is like, I'm just done with it. I'm also done with saving all these old jeans that don't fit me anymore and thinking that I'm going to get my body back to that point. And it's just like, just buy new jeans that fit you now. Who cares? Like, of course, you're going you're gonna to feel like crap about your body if you have all these pants that like don't fit you now. And you're just like waiting until you're smaller to fit into them again. Anyways, super annoying. Tight jeans. Bye bye. Beauty is pain. Bye bye. Okay. Something that is in. Fixer upper. I have seen the show before, you know, but I never was like a big Chip and Joe person. Like, I like the stuff at Target. I think they're cool people. But like I said, I've never been super into the show. So anyways, I don't even know what started me on it. But a couple weeks ago, I just started watching it again. And I freaking love it. It's just such a good, easy watch. Chip and Joe, I I really do think like they're pretty genuine and authentic people. And you can tell they really care about the projects that they're doing and the people that they're doing it for. I just think it's such a cool gift that they have of turning a space into a home. I think it's also because I'm really like romanticizing the idea of someday having a home and I'm beginning to collect items that I'll want in my kitchen and just stuff like that. I'm just, I'm becoming this little homemaker as I, I don't know, I guess I just have time to think about stuff. But um, yeah, I am, I'm into the fixer upper. I love it. And I, I think it's just a, such a cozy show. If you haven't watched it, certainly watch it. You can literally just throw it on in the background. It's one of those. You probably watch it. Like, I feel like everyone but me has watched it. And it's also just kind of inspiring because, like, I don't really know what I like in terms of, like, decor and stuff like that. I have, like, I'll see a picture and I'll love it and then I'll try and decorate my room and it just ends up looking completely different. So, it's cool to kind of explore and think about what I would like one day. Okay, this, this thing that is out now, kind of has something to do with the last one. Name brands. I just, it's funny because you look back, I remember in middle school, Abercrombie, Hollister, and it was just plastered across the front. Like, that's what you're paying the money for is to the brand, which is so funny to me. Like, I feel like we still kind of show off logos, but it really depends. And (laughs) I will say, the thing that made me write this down is actually rather simple. It's the Nike socks. They're not that good. They really aren't the best socks at all. Like, all growing up, I just wanted Nike socks. My socks had to have the swoosh on them. I don't know. It was just such a big deal. And they're not even good socks. And I think I came to this realization this year when I was going to buy new socks. And I was like, these are so freaking expensive. And then... I went to Target and I bought a pack of ankle Hanes socks and they were, I don't know, $7 for like a bajillion pairs and they're the best socks ever. I was like, these are so nice and maybe I'm just old and grumpy now and so I just don't have the energy to care about the Nike swoosh or really what anybody else thinks. Also, nobody ever looks at your socks and there is like, oh my God, they're wearing something without a brand on it. <laughs> Anyways. I think that's that's where this point comes from is the Nike socks and I highly recommend going and getting some Hanes and also when they get dirty and 
grimy, just go and buy another pack of them and you're set for months because you can get so many for 10 bucks. The name brand thing to me, like I said, maybe I'm just getting grumpy, but there are certain brands that I am willing to splurge for solely because of quality. Um, like, and obviously there's exceptions, like a Nike shoe. I love the way that like AF1s look and I probably always will. That's obviously repping a brand. So, you know, we're not going to stretch this too far, but I just think this idea of paying so much money for something that just is showing people that you had enough money to buy it. I don't know. Does that make sense? Anyways, so name brands, specifically the socks are out this fall for me. They don't have to be for you. Okay, something that is in is having dessert every night. And this is something I have really battled with for a while. And like I said earlier, I probably was just listening to too many other people's opinions on what health is or whatever. But to be honest, every night after dinner, I want a little something sweet. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And what I have learned from experience time and time again is when I'm at the store and I'm like nope I'm not gonna buy those Oreos or whatever it is the sweet Lawrence cookies or whatever I don't buy them and I'm proud of myself but then I get home that night and I end up just making cookies so I should have just bought them and I would eat one frozen cookie versus making an entire like I'm always mad at myself when I don't just buy the dessert that I know I'm gonna want either way you can put off the craving but eventually you're gonna end up trying to satisfy the craving anyways you might as well just get what you want have a little bit of it and call it quits you know what I mean I look forward to it every night like just having a little something for me that (laughs) after dinner and I I have just found a lot of joy in that lately so you know what just get the dang treat get the dang dessert whatever at the store and you will thank yourself later And you know what? Sometimes you're going to overdo it. Who really gives an F? Anyways, that leads me to my next point of what is out for me. And that, this is controversial. This is a bit of a hot take. Eating out is out. (laughs) Um, To be honest, I think that the location I am in is a big influencer in that. Because when I lived in Phoenix, first of all, I lived with my best friend and I mean we were always out doing something and we just rarely wanted to cook so it makes sense why I ate out a lot there but I spent so much money doing that and now that I'm back in Washington there's just really not a whole lot to choose from we have Chick-fil-a we have Chipotle but that's pretty much it and I mean there's a lot of like little local places but my mom and I come to this conclusion every time we don't want to cook dinner. We're like, oh, let's eat out. And and normally that would be such an exciting thing to me because I can have whatever I want. But I think about it and I'm like, I don't want any of these restaurants. I don't want to eat out. I don't feel good when I eat out. So anyways, this is just another way I'm getting old and grumpy. But I'm also very appreciative of the fact that I would rather make something at home than eat out. I think I've come a long way. And I do think if we had an In-N-Out here, it would be a lot more of a struggle because I love In-N-Out anytime. I think that, one, my budget has thanked me a lot just because there's nothing here that I'm like, 
oh, that sounds so good or, oh, I'm craving this. I'm just going to run and get it. Never do that. It's so strange. But we don't have Canes. We don't have In-N-Out. We don't have a ton of the places that I had in Phoenix. So my options are limited, but it has really challenged me to create beautiful and tasty meals at home. And I've come to the point where that's kind of just what I crave, which is pretty cool and a lot cheaper if you are good at planning ahead. The next thing that is in is finding your personal style. This is a concept that I was introduced, well, it's like obviously this person didn't invent this, but there's a lady on TikTok. I will find her name and share it with you because she is so cool. She's a personal stylist in New York, I think it is, but she has this whole series about finding your personal style and she has this thing called the three word method where you kind of have to figure out the three words that really represent the things that you like and feel good in and like what vibe you want to give off with your style that sort of thing and I have always struggled because I've kind of been like half in half out there's a lot of things that are popular that I've liked and so I'll participate in what's trending right now But at the same time, I've always kind of felt this pressure of my body doesn't look like the people's bodies that are wearing this or that style. I like it, but it wouldn't necessarily look good on me or I wouldn't even feel confident in it. So I've always struggled to find that line of like, okay, I want to participate in this trend or I think this looks really cool, but I don't know how to apply that to my own style and what I feel confident in. If you know me, Um, you know that I'm very much into boxy t-shirts and baggy clothes and stuff like that. Um, I just, I just love the way that looks, but this girl, she really just kind of gives you permission to create something out of what you already own or like the staples in your closet or the unique pieces. And she helps you sort through your clothes and figure out what you're actually going to wear and stuff. And so it's really been helpful establishing the three words. I'll actually tell you what my three words are because I always think it's super interesting to hear how people like identify their style. Okay, so these are the three words, which she says to make the first two kind of you know, what the vibe of your clothes is. And then the third one is how you want to appear or feel in those clothes. So my first one's sporty. Second one, oversized. And then my third word is natural. Because I'm just like, I've never been a super makeup girl. Like I've always just kind of been natural. I don't know. Okay, her name is Allison Bornstein 6 on TikTok. And if you just search finding your personal style, she'll come up. But she has so many videos. It's just so cool. And um, it's honestly brought me a lot of confidence when it comes to the clothes that I already own and things like that. So finding your personal style is in. And I think it's in because it makes you feel unique and like you can be confident when you're wearing your clothes and putting together outfits and things like that because it's you. Okay, (laughs) what is out? Being everybody's best friend. Whoa, I know. Okay, but don't hear me wrong. That does not mean that you should not be friendly to everyone. This is something that has taken me a long time to come to the conclusion of. Because, as I've said before, I am very much a people pleaser. 
I want everybody to love me and like me the most. I never want to upset anybody, blah, blah, blah. You get it. And so that has led me in some seasons of my life to bite off more than I can chew. So um, then I'm left like... (laughs) I have all of these people and they're my friends and they have expectations of me, but like I can't meet all these expectations because there's too many. And then I just become kind of upset and resentful at people because they want things from me. And so, well, a friendship works both ways. Like there should be some give and take, you know? And so if you have too many cups to pour into, you are not going to have enough to give and then you're just going to be empty at the end. You know what I mean? So it takes a lot, especially as I get older, I realize how much it takes to really invest in a friendship and be intentional with somebody that you care about. And with that being said, I've learned that I can't be everybody's best friend. I can hold and cherish a few, more than a few relationships that really mean a lot to me and are life-giving to me in this season. But sometimes you have to set boundaries with friends. And I, and I think it doesn't need to be like, hey, you're asking too much for me. I can't be your friend. It's not that. Like, we don't need to be petty about it. But I think that sometimes people are unaware if you are like me and don't make it clear, you know, what you are able to invest or what you are like seeking out of a friendship, it honestly is hurting that other person that you're in a friendship with more than it's helping them for you to not be honest about what you can give. Because think about it, they could be seeking a friendship with somebody else that has 80% to give, whereas you're trying to just hold them with that 10% that you're giving. And it doesn't need to be this like big thing where you're just like cutting off all of these friendships. I think that as we get older, naturally people become closer to us and some people there's more distance and that's just kind of the ebb and flow of life. So it's not necessarily like, oh, having friends is out. That's not what I'm saying. Just this idea that we have to give so much of ourselves to everybody that wants us to, everybody that wants to be in a friendship. And sometimes that's truly not safe for you, for them. Not everybody needs to have a window into your life. That's also something I've learned is that we don't owe vulnerability um, to everybody. (laughs) Not everyone needs to have access to us. And I think that that's a really healthy boundary that I'm learning to create doesn't mean that I can't be authentic or honest to people, um, but it just means I am really cherishing and holding close to me those friendships that are life-giving and that I am contributing to and feel like I'm being authentic in. Anyways, so there you go. Okay, the last thing that is in, and let me tell you, this is not the last thing. I could go on and on with these lists. I'm limiting them to five just so you know, you'll remember them. (laughs) Um, The last one on my in list is the do not disturb feature on your phone. This is another thing I am very late to the game on. Um, But I just said it one day and kind of forgot about it. And so in the last like week or so, I've been noticing 
how much less I'm on my phone because I'm not getting notifications. Like I set it on, I think, do not disturb to turn on at 8 p.m. just every night. And I, I don't realize that it's 8 but I'm like, oh my gosh, like in nine, nine or nine thirty, we'll roll around, and I'm like, I haven't gotten any text. And then I look, I'm like, oh, I have. I just, I just forgot I had a phone actually. So that's nice. Um, but yeah, I love that feature. And again, I think it can just be a healthy boundary. Like we can get so addicted to our phones. I know I'm. I feel like I constantly have to be like listening to something in the background or talking to someone. And I just think that the silence is always so good for me. And so turning that feature on my phone has kind of set this boundary without me even knowing sometimes um, of like, I'm not going to be distracted by my phone right now. I'm just going to be present. And it's just like a super easy way to do that. So I would encourage you to, I mean, do it for 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. or something like that, you know? And just give yourself permission to take space away from your phone. Everybody can see that you're on Do Not Disturb. So hopefully they don't expect you to respond right away. Anyways, give yourself permission to just take space. Okay, the last thing that is out for me personally is this idea of girl bossing. And again, don't don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying that's a horrible thing. Girls can't be bosses. That's not what I'm saying. I just think there's a little bit of hustle culture lately and it's very stressful. My friend Taylor and I actually have talked a lot about this, just this pressure of starting your own business or making some money on the side. Like it's just, it can be very overwhelming. And I know like for some people, they truly are in that situation where they have to do that just to make ends meet. Like the world is crazy right now and everything is so darn expensive. But it's more this idea around having a nine to five or having a just a normal job is not enough. And you need to be doing something when you clock out and are at home and you need to be making extra money and all this stuff, which obviously if you have a special talent or a skill or whatever, and that's something that you find joy in, by all means do it. But I also think it's important for us to to do things that aren't necessarily for that purpose of making money, which it's it's funny because I feel like I've gotten caught in that loop so many times of, well, I'm going to try this because it could maybe make me money. For example, I started a YouTube channel and for so long, making videos was something I was super passionate about. I've always loved doing that and telling stories through that, but the second that I made it this pressure of I hope that I start making money or I hope I blow up all this stuff one I stopped enjoying it and two I just stopped doing it because it felt like a chore it felt like a job I I just I didn't want to do it anymore because it was to make money and then when I didn't make money right away I was really disappointed and just uninterested in it so this whole idea of everything we do aside from our normal jobs has to make us money. I don't know. It's stressed me out a million times in the past and I just, I don't really want to look at everything with that mindset anymore. So (laughs) I'm not canceling girl bosses. I think it's amazing. People that works for their lifestyle better than a nine to five. But personally, I'm someone, I think I need the structure. Like if I worked for myself, I don't think I would work at all. (laughs) I don't know. Anybody else feel like that? But yeah, so 
that is the last thing on the list. Um, yeah, I, again, this is all just for fun. And these are little realizations that I have had in the last couple of months, just as the seasons change. And I probably will make one around Christmas time because you know me, my mind always changes and the wheels are always turning. So I'll have new lists for you then. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope you do something that brings you joy or fills you up, recharges you, um, because you deserve it. And you know what? Lately, it takes a lot of work to feel recharged. Okay, you guys, I'm editing this podcast and I am now tapping in to end it. Um, But I just wanted to let you know that, yes, I am enjoying my black coffee with my coffee mate right now as I edit this. And I have an update. Um, Well, I updated my phone to whatever the new iOS is and I have all the new features. And I just want to say that I am terrified by the fact that you cannot really hesitate when you are sending voice memos anymore. And as soon as you let go of that microphone button, it just sends. And... Sometimes I want to redo my voice memo. So anyways, that's a fair warning to anyone who hasn't gotten the update. I just, this was just on my mind and I felt like I needed to share it with you before I end this podcast. Why? I don't know. Because I'm trying to be a friend. Um, Also, if you receive a voice memo from me that is far from perfect, that's why. Also, you can go in and edit texts now, which is also terrifying to me. I'm like, what is the point? I'm never texting anyone ever again. And I hate the fact that it's like you have to screenshot and I don't like, I just feel like it's a trap, you know? Anyways, those are my two cents, but I hope you have a great weekend and again, do something that recharges you, fills you up, brings you joy, call somebody you haven't talked to in a while. You could even call me, no guarantee that I'll pick up because you know me, I'm on do not disturb now these days. So, um, okay, you guys, goodbye. Thanks for listening. Talk to you on the next one. (laughs) 